Good evening. Well, praise the Lord. How many of you glad to be back in God's house tonight? Amen. Praise the Lord. That's awesome. Hey, uh, real quick, don't forget, following the service, I know a lot of you were carrying food back there, and that's awesome. I'll go back and sample it in a minute, but uh, don't forget, we're going to head back there after service. Even if you didn't bring anything, come on back. There's plenty of food. There's plenty of cake. We're just going to love on Jonathan and, and Courtney and, and Timothy and Isabella and just uh, let them know how much we appreciate them for everything that they do and that they've done for us. And so don't forget about that tonight. Why don't we stand this evening? Why don't we just begin our service tonight just, just lifting up the Lord, just blessing the Lord tonight, amen? Father, we, we come before you again, Lord. We just bless you tonight, Lord. We just lift you up above everything else, Lord. I pray right now that we're able to just close out everything else that we've seen, everything we've done today, Lord. Just put our minds at rest, Lord, right now to focus on you, Lord, that we would concentrate on worshiping you, God. That's our, that's our main goal and our purpose tonight. It's just to worship and lift you up, to adore you tonight, to love on you, God, because you're worthy of our love. You're worthy of it all, Father, and we praise you tonight. We glorify you, God. We give you all our praise and glory in that wonderful name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
Father, we enter in tonight, God. Yes, God, what a place to be. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence in this house, God. Father, may we feel the fullness of your grace and your mercy tonight in this sanctuary.
Here is where I lay it down Every lie and every doubt This is my surrender This is my surrender Here is where I lay it down Every lie and every doubt This is my surrender
Praise the Lord. 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 He certainly laid it down for us. He surrendered for us. The last place Jesus would be would be under arrest, especially by spiritual leaders, as if there was something wrong <laughs> with the God who made the universe. But he was willing to lay down everything for us. This morning we were talking a little bit about he loves us more than the lilies of the field or more than the, more than the birds of the air. He loved us so much he'd go to the cross. He'd lay it down. So surely everything that we need, he's, he's willing to provide. If he would lay down his life for us, he, he wants to see our needs provided. I wonder if there are some people among us tonight who are, there, there's just a heavy need on your heart, a, something that you're praying about. It may be about yourself. It may be about your, somebody in your family or a loved one or a friend or a burden that God's given you. You may not even say, well, want to tell anybody what it is, but we want to pray with you tonight. You that are carrying a, a special need on your mind, in your heart, something that you, you need God to do for you. I, I'd like for you to step out and just come and stand across the front, and then I'm going to ask the rest of the congregation to come and join you. Just come and stand behind you. So if, you, if you're carrying a need, if there's something you're really, you're, you're pursuing God for an answer, a miracle, for someone, someone to be healed or someone to be saved or, or a financial need to be met. You just know God's big enough and you're stepping out in faith tonight. Step on up here and move, move up a little bit so there'll be room behind you when the others will come and join you in just a moment. Because we're going to pray as a team around each one of these. Ron, if you'd come over here in the middle. And that way allows some of you together with each of these three that have come. If there's anybody else that wants to join them, you can come up front of them. But... Uh, those of you that would, would you come up and just stand behind, beside these the people that we love this morning, this evening, and let's just believe with them in Jesus' name. Why do, if, if you feel like sharing what the need is, if you'd like to ask them to pray specifically about something, all you have to do is just let them know. But if, you don't have to let them know because we're praying and we're believing God's going to lead us in our prayers. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for these three people that stand in the gap tonight. They, they, are, they are interceding and inter. And they're praying the prayer of faith tonight as, as a believer. Lord, they're believing you for a miracle. They're believing you to move your mighty hand, your mighty hand in their situation. And God, we believe you are, <laughs> that you are, you are present here right now. Lord, right now you are the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. God, you are moving in the midst of these people who are praying in faith in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I'm praying for you. Okay. Jesus. 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 You're everything we need. You're everything. Your word, your spoken word. And brought you are showing uh, all of creation about it brings hope. Lord, we believe in the per in the perfect and wonderful name of Jesus. In the presence, in the presence of our wonderful Savior, there is healing and there is hope. 
thank you, Lord. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you. Praise you, Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, so much for shake off all our traditions <laughs> and all our religion. Amen. I'll, I'll, I'll trade it off for a relationship with him completely. Amen. You know, it's when you're saying, I will make room about the only thing that we could be meaning when we say that I will make room for you are the things that are up to us. The things that are up to us. I guess that's why the Lord said, deny yourself, take up your cross. Don't let self have, have so much of the piece of pie that there's little for the Lord to use, for the Lord to move in your life. It's up to us to seek him, humble ourselves before him, hunger and thirst for him. I just heard this week, I was at a conference and uh, David Wilkerson's son, uh, Gary Wilkerson, was one of the speakers and, uh, and he and, and, and another uh, guy who had been the pastor of uh, David Wilkerson's church for many years up in New York, they said something interesting. They said, our, our hungering and our thirst, our, our, you may be seated while I'm just talking here. Our hungering and our thirst begins with tears. It begins with our heart groaning because we don't know how to say the hunger and thirsting that we feel. The tears are all about just humbling yourself before the Lord and saying that you admit without him, there is no hope. Without him, there's no grace that's sufficient. Without him, there's no God to answer prayers, no matter how much we pray. But we aren't without him. Amen. We have his grace. Praise God. We have his grace. Lord, sometimes we take you for granted, but we should never do so. Lord, we are so beyond, beyond blessed. Lord, that you hear our hungering and our thirsting. And Lord, I pray you'll take us deeper into hungering and thirsting for you. Hungering, Lord, for your touch, Lord, to be on everything in our lives, for you to, for you to own our lives as yours, Lord, and do what you want to do in us. Do what you want to do through us, Lord. God, make yourself known. I pray by what you do in me. Change me, transform me, use me for your glory. For your glory, for your glory, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. I enjoyed praying with you at this altar. Thank you for being a praying church. A praying church. Praise the Lord. And a giving church. The ushers will come right now and give you the opportunity of worshiping the Lord. This is, this is uh, I guess, so much of the time it, it looks like we're on the receiving end from God. But this is one time we get to say, this is mine to bring to you, Lord. Let's all give it with the attitude that the widow who gave her widow's might with that kind of sincerity and that kind of genuine 
passion for the kingdom. Lord, take us, take us, take this offering we bring. And, and Lord, you're the, you're the rightful owner of everything we didn't give to. And you're the very, very rightful owner of all of our time. You're the, the rightful owner of all of our lives. Lord, we give you all of that. We give you all of that. It's yours to use, Lord, for your will to be done. We want that for every one of our lives. We give you ourselves in this offering. We, we do, right? By, 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 in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. This morning, as LaDonna told us that tomorrow night was a very important meeting for the pulpit search committee. So I call you to prayer. I know you've already been in prayer for weeks, for, for months. But this is, uh, this is the 24-hour period between now and tomorrow night that we just need to, yeah. we need to be praying every hour. We need to let the Holy Spirit lead us and, uh, and enable us to pray spirit-led prayers in our language and in the language that he would give us. We, we just want, we want to, we want to believe God for his answer, yes. not man's answer, God's answer. Yes. That's exactly what all the pulpit committee wants to do. They, they're searching for the will of God, the plan and purpose of God. So Lord, lead us. I, I, I need a, the, at least a representative. Don, are you in the room? She's counting. She'll be back in in a minute. Merle, you're, the, you're one of the pulpit search committees. And Ron, how about you two? Is there anybody else in, in, the, in the room that, uh, that happens to be in the room right now? You two come up here representing. Let's just, let's everybody stand and reach your hands toward them. Why don't you stand? You guys stand right here. Ron, you can represent to this half of the congregation. Merle, you can represent to this half of the congregation. Because you know what we're going to do? This, this is just our prayer, our prayer that's going to continue tonight. Our Lord wakes you up in the middle of the night. Just begin to pray right now for that meeting tomorrow night. And, and all day tomorrow when, when, when there's a pause in your work and, you, and you, the Lord reminds you, pray. And we, we're going to put in lots and lots of prayers between now and tomorrow night because we sincerely desire that this answer comes from God. Amen. Amen. Would you stretch your arms this way and just, just believe, Lord, thank you. Thank you for a pulpit committee that, that knows the answer is not within them. The answer is from you, Lord. Come on up, LaDonna. Lord, that the answer is from you. The answer we're looking for is the, is the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Because, Lord, it's always been your job to pick the person that you want where in your vineyard, that, that you want laboring in the vineyard, where you want them laboring. Lord, you're going to bring 
a person with the right gifts and talents, the right, the right attitude, the right, uh, the right uh, set of, uh, of passions, Lord. I just praise you. I praise you. I believe you, Lord, that everyone, every single moment of the meeting tomorrow night will be so powerfully anointed with the presence of God that in that room there will be an extraordinary sense of, uh, of purpose and unity, and, and Lord, that the enemy won't have any, any sow to seed in seed to sow in, in that meeting but God from the from the time it starts till it ends may everybody witness that you Lord were in the room and that you were causing your will to be brought brought forth Lord and your will to be done we seek that with all our heart tonight as a church family Lord if we're asking anything we're asking for the miracle the miracle of of, of the choice being led by the Spirit of God you making the choice you can see on down the road you can see way on into the years ahead, and you know who and what we need. And God, we just surrender all of our, our will and say, your will be done, Lord. Show us your will. Show us. Show us how to accept what you want done in Jesus' name. I believe it, and I trust in you, Lord. I thank you for this congregation that, that will continue in prayer, that will be prayerful as, you, as the Spirit of God. Lord, we just welcome you to wake us in the night. We welcome you, Lord, to get our attention right through a busy day. And Lord, just uh, may, may our prayers bring us into a, a place where we're interwoven, where we're, where we're gathered together. Lord, that we are one as a body, and we are receiving and believing what, what you will, Lord, will be done for your glory and your pleasure in Jesus' amazing name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you. Thank you to those three of you who stepped up here. Thank you very much. And everybody, thank you for, thank you for being laser focused. Let's just be laser focused on, on the Lord accomplishing what is way beyond human means to attain. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm preaching from Luke, the 11th chapter. You might want to turn with me in your, uh, in your paper Bible or your electronic Bible, whichever you like to use. Luke chapter 11. I'm talking about developing your prayer muscle. Maybe I should say Muscles. I'm a, I'm a man and I like muscles. I don't have very many of them, but I remember when I did. I remember when I, <laughs> I, 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 I work on them a little bit now, but uh, I don't want my prayer life to get atrophied. I don't, I don't want, I don't want my prayer ability to decline as I get older. I want, I want to keep my prayer muscles very, very well uh, able to be used for the glory of God, for, will, for God's will to be done. Luke 11, verse 1, Then he, Jesus, was praying in a certain place. And when he, had, when he stopped, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, Teach us to pray. They, they saw something when he prayed. Just get, put yourself in, in, that, in that situation. What would cause you to say, Lord, teach us to pray? And then they, they added the words like John, John the Baptist. 
taught his disciples. He taught them how to pray. No doubt Jesus had been uh, praying in front of them, and they, this, this wasn't the first time they heard him pray. They'd seen him pray, heard him pray a whole lot of times. But you know what? It was the Spirit of God working in them that was aspiring to pray like they saw him praying. Jesus could go and spend the whole night praying. And they wanted to catch that, 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 that muscle, I guess it is, about prayer. They wanted, they wanted to graduate to a new level. They didn't want to stay where they were. They, they could see there was something he had that they didn't have. And, and they, they knew him well enough to know he would want to give it to them. He wouldn't want to withhold it from them. So they just asked him. And I think, I think that's a good question for all of us, Lord. Lord, teach me to pray. Yes. Teach me to pray. I want to learn to pray. I want to learn to, for, for, for uh, prayer to be as natural for me as drinking a glass of water or, uh, or uh, uh, you know, opening my eyes when I awake. I mean, make it so natural, a natural instinct for me that, that I really do s- never cease praying, that I have constant communion and communication and and, and just relationship with God. Um, I believe they were inspired when they saw him pray. And, and, and uh, I, I just wonder what it was they saw. I, I think they saw his relationship. They, they saw that he knew who he was talking to so much. I mean, it was like, if you saw me talking to my dad, you'd notice it was a different relationship than, than if uh, I'm talking to somebody I don't know yet. You know, relationship means a whole lot in conversation. It it makes it makes you want to stay in conversation. You don't mind when the subject changes in conversation. You know, you you don't you're not looking. You you don't hear a whole lot of exit statements. You know, when when relationships is what brought you together and relationships are going to continue even when this conversation ends. It's just that we get to share these moments in conversation together. And and I I believe they saw that in Jesus you know, I, I looked back on life, and this, probably the, the story is the same for you, that we, that we started learning as children how to pray. Now, now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep, and if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Did any of you learn that prayer as a child? Oh, yeah. I, I remember the prayer for meals. One of them we prayed, that, and there were several, but one was for all we eat, for all we wear. Did you have that one? I'm the only one? How about that? I thought I, thought I, I was learning a very popular prayer. For all we eat, for all we, Maybe I'm not even saying it right. For all we eat, for all we wear. I've already forgotten it now. <laughs> you, are you telling me what it is? Yeah, you didn't pray it. Anyway, as children, I, I believe even before I was saved, I was taught to pray. I was, I was raised in a home where we prayed. And uh, I, was, I was taken to a church, and we prayed. Boy, did we pray. And, uh, and then uh, when, when, I, when I did get saved through prayer, I, I remember I was probably six or seven years old, and, and uh, uh, it was L.E. Staggs was our pastor. His wife is the one who prayed with me. Sister Stagg was a sweet, sweet pastor's wife, and it happened to be my morning to uh, my morning or evening. I really don't know. I just remember I stand I standing right in between the middle aisle like this, right down at the front, and that's where she stood with me while she while while we prayed. And I received Christ, and I knew that my sins were washed away. I knew that all uh, of 
all of my future was going to be, I just turned it over to him and I was saved. I knew I, knew I was saved. And I, and I remember that. But after that, I think I, I started learning a little bit more about prayer because I, I knew there was, a, there was a relationship that I hadn't, hadn't been aware of before. I guess before that, I thought just everybody prayed. But, but I, and I realized probably everybody does pray to some, to some extent. But, uh, but I, now, now I'm God's child. And, and then again, after you become a Christian and you, and you see another Christian who has a deep relationship with the Lord and their, their prayer inspires you. You know, you, you get examples uh, by, by watching other people or, or just being in the presence of somebody. Maybe somebody prayed for you and, and that inspires you to, to take your, your uh, it's time to move up to another level of, of prayer. Uh, we really never stop learning because the Lord never stops teaching us to pray. Right. I, I talked to you about the, the fundamental this morning of, of, of treasuring words from God that will change your personality. It'll change your character. It'll change what you want and what you don't want in your life. You, you, will, you will live according to the will of God if you start cherishing those words that He gave us in His Word to cherish, to treasure His words. And tonight I'm just talking about the other side of the bicycle, you know. There's the, there's the Word and prayer. The Word and prayer. That's how you get momentum, and momentum never stops. Never stop. It's, you'll never wear your legs out doing prayer and, and, uh, and, and, the, and the Scriptures. The, to pr- the Scriptures, the Word of God and prayer. The Word of God and prayer. That, that's, that's the moment. Every new convert needs to learn those two. Uh, they're not going to start at the top. They'll start right where they are. But you start at that point and, and you begin. The Lord grows you from that point to a place of maturity. You know, here's what the Lord knows about prayer. That when you get to heaven... You're going to look back, well, you're going to look in the face of Jesus and you're going to realize how generous he is, how loving he is, and how attentive he has been to every one of your prayers. You're going to see the one, you're going to have your eyes on the one who has been, you've been praying to all these years. And, and here's what's going to happen. You're going to realize that this gift of prayer was really real. That, that you, you could ask and you'd receive and you could seek and you would find and you could knock and the door would be open like he said. That's what you're going to know. And, and, and that's going to uh, cause you to, to regret that you hadn't used it more. Now, yeah, there's not going to be tears and regret and grief in heaven. The Lord will wipe your tears away. But that's not going to allow you to come back to this point in your life and, and learn I learn what you could have learned by putting yourself in that position. You're, you're going to realize then that prayer really, really, really works. It's fundamental for every believer. He, w- he wouldn't have prayed and told it. Well, he wouldn't have prayed if it wasn't for us. He, he's just an example of what, what everything is for us. We're to be Christ-like. And, and we need to treasure prayer just as much as he treasures prayer. And, and let God grow us in that relationship that, that, that he was in with the Father. Let God grow us into relationship with God and have our conversations with him. I mean, that, that's what's going to develop spiritual prayer muscles. Your prayer muscles. Exercise those prayer muscles. Uh, we could have asked him for a whole lot more and received a whole lot more if we had prayed like Jesus prayed and, and taught us to pray. That, that, I believe that. When we get to heaven, we're going to realize I could have had a lot more things in answer to prayer if I had realized what I realize now. Well, I believe the Lord doesn't want you to have to wait till you get to heaven 
to have everything He wants for you. I believe He wants you to have what you're going to have over there. He wants to give you right now. He wants to give you that awareness that you're going to have when you stand face to face with Him. That, 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 that interest in prayer, that, that, that sense of, I want to pray. I, 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 know, I know this makes all the difference. I, I believe that Christians, especially within a church family, should just pray often for each other out loud. That we, over the phone or, you know, call somebody up and say, I just need you to pray for me. And don't just say, I'll pray for you after I hang up. Pray for them before they hang up. Because those audible prayers, we're not, we're not checking how good you pray. All we're, all we're doing is functioning as the body of Christ. And I said I'd pray. Well, I, I like to pray before we hang up. I, I really believe prayers are, are, are doubly uh, effective. They're not only reaching out to God, but they're encouraging my brother and my sister. Well, but because we're, we're partnering, we're, we're in union about this. We're believing together that God's going to touch us. And doesn't the, the Scripture admonish us where, where two or three of you are gathered? There I am in your midst. And so our, our prayers of faith, let, let's, let's speak those prayers with each other, for each other, in behalf of each other. Amen? Uh, I, the verses that follow is, is the rest of the content of my message and I, I've got a New Living Translation here that I'm going to read out of. I was going to read it from the Amplified Version. Uh, I'm, I'm a little torn between those two because they're, they're both, there's, it's, it's a good learning experience to read the, these first four, uh, 13 verses. I've only read the first verse. But it said, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught to his disciples. He said, this is how you should pray. Boy, he answered their question, didn't he? Immediately. This is how you should pray. And he gave them the example of the Lord's Prayer. Father, may your name be honored. May your kingdom come soon. Give us our food day by day and forgive us our sins, just as we forgive those who sinned against us. And don't let us yield to temptation. Most of the earlier manuscripts don't have the, the closing lines of thine is the kingdom, thine is the power, and thine is the glory forever. Amen. That that was added into a manuscript after the earliest manuscripts. That's what You'll notice if you buy any translations of the Bible, you'll see that, that edit. But uh, it's, there's certainly nothing erroneous about the, the three phrases, thine is the kingdom and thine is the power and thine is the glory. Amen. We can substantiate that with many places from beginning to the end. His is the power and his is the, the glory and his is the kingdom forever and ever. So it's certainly, I, I don't pray the Lord's Prayer without those three phrases added to the end. But uh, going on to verse 5. Uh, uh, so so I, let, let me stop and comment. What, what he did in those verses was taught them to pray by, okay, uh, I'll say it, you listen, and then you do it. You know, that, that's, that's the first way to learn, isn't it? Somebody that, that's going to teach you how to work on a, a car, they, they say, well, I put the wrench right here and I turn it this direction. You try that. You, you've learned something. Uh, and and that, that's what he's, what he's doing, is just uh, watch me and listen to me and, and, and then follow, follow what you learn. That's the first level of learning. But then he, he doesn't stop there. He, verse 5, then teaching them more about prayer, he used this illustration. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You'd say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing for him to eat. He would call out from, see there wasn't a 7-Eleven just down the street in that case. Uh, he would call out from his bedroom, don't bother me. The door's locked for the night and we're all in bed. I, I can help you. 
I, I can't help you this time. But I tell you this, though he won't do it as a friend, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you what you want so his reputation won't be damaged. Why would he do it? So his reputation won't be damaged. Why, why is the Lord telling them this story? Because they ask him, teach us about prayer. And so he not only wanted them to learn from hearing how he phrases prayer, how, how he, what words he, what he puts into it, the spirit of his prayer, but they, they, he wanted them to see something deeper. Here's what I know about God, he's saying. He's going to answer you if you'll keep knocking. If, if you won't get exhausted, if you won't give up on him, if you won't have a faith that wavers because he didn't do it the first time, if you'll, if you'll be persistent in prayer, God is going to come through for you. Yes. I, and, and why, why uh, w would God not answer your prayer immediately? Well, I guess there's a lot of ways to answer that question. I was just studying the book of Daniel, and, uh, and the Lord appears to Daniel, and, and, and also the angel Gabriel appears to him, and, and they tell him they've been fighting the prince of Persia. They, and, 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 uh, but I've, I, ever since the day you prayed, I've been in motion to come here and answer your prayer. And uh, that, that's just one little glimpse of what are, uh, what are the spiritual mysteries that cause God to have timing that he has we don't know. And, and in this life, we're not privy to know. We don't need to know. We just need to know. God said, ask and you'll receive and seek and you will find. Knock and keep on knocking. All three of them are present perfect tense. And they say, ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking and knock and keep on knocking. That's, that's the persistence in prayer. This is just one of the two parables. That, that he, he told a different parable about uh, the woman who uh, wouldn't be denied. She kept going to the judge and finally just to get her off, uh, to, to, to make her quit, he, he went and took care of her case. And Jesus told that to tell us to be persistent in our prayers. So you've learned two things. You've learned that he says it very simply and clearly right out of his heart. Father, uh, how, how glorious is your name, how hallowed be thy name. You, you start with praise and then you add your, the, the, the petitions that are in your heart. Well, the, the normal ones, the, the spiritual uh, the, um, miracles that you need to be forgiven and to forgive, that God would help, that, that any way the enemy tries to come at you, that, that God would provide protection for you. Those are just, those are simple lessons, just listening to him pray. But here he tells something beyond that. If I, I won't pray that prayer just once. Yeah, I, 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 oh, well, I'm not going to tell the illustration. Never mind. If they can get too long, if I start telling every illustration, I remember uh, and, then, and then the third, he, he doesn't stop with that level of, of teaching them. He, he just keeps teaching them. He, and, so, and so there's where we get to the words of, of verse 9. Uh, so I tell you, keep on asking. You'll be given what you ask for. Keep on looking and you'll find. Keep on knocking. The door will be open. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And the door is open to everyone who knocks. As father, you, you fathers, if your children ask for a fish. So this is just third level. And in this one, he's just talking about relationship. They saw something in Jesus' prayer about relationship. They, you know, when Jesus taught, he taught with authority because he, had, he knew he had been authorized by God to, to be on the mission he was on, that he was, that he was going to be successful in that mission. And he was very, very much acting in his, in his place of authority every time he spoke to a crowd, every time he, he, he cast out a demon or anything he did. But every one of his prayers were filled with that kind of authority. 
to know who we are in Christ, to know the relationship we have with God because of the blood of Jesus that has been spilled for us, to know that our, 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 our timidity in prayer must not be because we, we feel as, as if we're sinners. We are not sinners. Yes, we have sinned, but we have been given the forgiveness from the judge of heaven. And he has washed us in his own blood. He, he has granted us forgiven and remission for our sins. We stand in his presence. We were singing about it a while ago. And, and it just almost gave me cold chills to think about that. That the Lord so forgives our sins. He welcomes us into his holy, holy, holy presence. That's what he does because he cares for us so amazingly much. So he's talking about relationship in these last verses, 11 through 13. You fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? If, you ask, if they if ask you for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Any father that would say anything but of course not isn't really a father. They, they might have a child, but, but a, a, a daddy wouldn't do that. A daddy wouldn't give you a, a, a scorpion or a snake. Of course not. And then Jesus summarized his thought with, if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask it? How much, how much more will our heavenly Father give us those things that are in his will for us? Over in 1 John, uh, chapter 5, verses 13 says, uh, uh, this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, not just anything we can tack the phrase in his name on, but, but if we ask anything according to his will, anything in according to his will, because that's what any father does. If they ask me for a scorpion, I would not give them a scorpion. I might show them a scorpion, but I wouldn't give them a scorpion. If they ask for a snake, I wouldn't give them, in fact, I'd get somebody else to deal with that. I, I don't deal with snakes. Uh, but, but God, you know, of course, it, it's, it's only common sense that God would not give us the things that are not His will for us to have. We, we don't know we're asking for the wrong thing. A lot of times we ask for wealth. We ask for, for comforts and luxuries and, and riches. And the Lord knows that's the very thing that separates a lot of people from Him and makes it difficult for them to ever enter into the kingdom of God. And, and yes, I believe He wants us to have uh, everything we need in abundance. I believe He wants us to be fully blessed so that we can give and give and pour our lives out and, and really be a blessing to the kingdom. But, but that's, he, He's got a perfect will for us that we, we can trust. We can trust, but we, we can go into that relationship with Him in our times with prayer. We, we can pray to one who we know loves us dearly loves us beyond our imagination to be able to, to know it. We can just love that relationship and, and rest and, and enjoy that relationship as just as a child. When you, when you go to your father and ask for something, it's your dad. It's your mom that you're asking, and, and they love you more than anybody else on this planet. And th they may not act like it all the time. That's kind of what it, that, that goes with the territory, because we do have to raise you right. But, uh, but you know, it's... It, God's wanting to really show us that relationship is everything when it comes to prayer. Amen. Nobody wants to talk to somebody who doesn't love you. Not very long. Nobody wants to talk to somebody who doesn't even know you. Not very long. But God knows you and He loves you. 
He knows everything about you and still loves you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can go spend time in his presence. I couldn't find anybody else that loves me as much as he loves me and cares about me and knows me, knows every fault, everything, everything. There's nothing hidden from him. And he loves me and welcomes me into conversation with him. Praise the Lord. John, the 15th chapter, verses 7 and 8. I'm just going to give you a few more thoughts about prayer. John 15, verse 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you can ask anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you're my true disciples. This brings great glory to the Father. I'm just reading this to encourage you. Abide in him and and, uh, realize that he wants you to bear a lot of fruit. He, he really is excited for you having conversation with him in relationship and so that, the, uh, so that his will can be, start bearing fruit in your life. Fruit, you know, when, when you're full of joy and, and you're full of peace and you're, and you're full of patience and you're full of kindness and, and gentleness and love, he loves it. He loves it. You're his child and you're getting to bear a lot of fruit. When the gifts of the Spirit are, are manifest in your life and you, and you get to, uh, other others see things that happen in your life that stimulate faith in them to believe in the God that's doing this through you. Uh, that, that, that really br- brings him a lot, of, a lot of pleasure because he, he certainly wants our lives to, to make a lot of difference in the world. Uh, the difference between uh, David and the rest of his army and the rest of, uh, uh, of uh, even King Saul, the, the big difference was his relationship with God. They, they uh, you know, Samuel, or excuse me, first Samuel tells us about David going out to face Goliath and uh, the, the other soldiers, even his brothers and even King Saul had shied away from from dealing with Goliath for, for days now. And because they were thinking they had to go out there in the flesh, they, they, they forgot about their relationship with the one. Who, who they could go in his name. They could go in that relationship with him. So I'll read it to you from 17 to 1 Samuel chapter 17. Goliath, verse 41, Goliath walked out toward David with his shield bearer ahead of him. This was Goliath walked out toward David with his shield bearer ahead of him, sneering in contempt at this ruddy-faced boy. Am I a dog, he roared at David, that you come to me at me with a stick? And he cursed David by the names of his gods. Come over here and I'll give your flesh to the birds and wild animals, Goliath yelled. David replied to the Philistine, you come to me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today, the Lord will conquer you. He didn't say, I will conquer you. He said, today, the Lord will conquer you. And, and uh, you, I, I will kill you and cut off your head. And then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. That's the kind of relationship that God wants you to have when you pray. And when, when you deal with the enemy, with spiritual opposition, spiritual enemies. And everyone assembled there, David continues in verse 47, everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give you to us. I want to be filled with that kind of assurance about God's going to 
win this battle. God, God's got this battle. It's not, it's not going to be won by arms of flesh and, and man, man's wisdom and knowledge. It's going to be done, it's going to be won because of the one Jesus was praying to, the one he was in relationship to. And he could even surrender in Gethsemane saying, not my will, thine be done. And he knew God was going to win this battle. It was, yes, it was going to look to some like the devil won that battle, but the devil lost that battle. God won that battle when, when Jesus bore our sin and our, our death penalty on that cross. And then he resurrected from the grave three days later with a key of death, hell, and, and the grave. And he, and he saved people, saved you and me uh, through what he did. Well, I, I didn't finish the story. As Goliath moved closer to, the, to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. Reaching into his shepherd bag and taking out a stone, he hurled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in and Goliath stumbled and fell face down on the, gro- on the ground. And so David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone, for he had no sword. Then David ran over and pulled Goliath's sword from its sheath, and David used it to kill him and cut off his head. Everything that he said was going to happen, young David the shepherd boy did it. But he didn't do it without the anointing and enabling and supernatural power of God. It was, as if, it was ex- exactly as he said, this battle is not ours, this battle is God's. And God is going to prove himself today. Oh, oh, that we could just approach prayer as our opportunity to, for, for God to show himself through our prayers, through our willingness to pray. That, that's why you need to pray a lot of audible prayers for people, because they get to hear the prayers that God is going to answer. They get to give glory for, to God for answering that prayer. If, if, they, if, they, um, if you tell them you'll pray, they hope you prayed, but they don't know you prayed. But if they heard you pray, they know you prayed. And they're going to give God the glory for answering that prayer. And believe me, you prayed in faith. He's going to answer that prayer. Increase your faith in God. The first one is, was, if you want, the, the only thing can build spiritual muscle in your, in your prayer life is, is building relationship with God. Just make your relationship with God stronger. Just realize how much you have the same privilege of a relationship with God that, that David did. And, and that anybody else that's ever had a relationship with God, Jesus purchased every bit as much for you. Every bit as much. Yeah. Praise God. And, this, and, the, and the, then also increase your faith in God. As you increase your faith, uh, uh, th- that's going to give you opportunities to, to pray that, that you wouldn't have taken, you wouldn't have seized if you didn't have the faith to believe God wants to move this mountain. Right. Mm. I, I don't believe we're ever going to exhaust God with prayer. Prayers of faith. He loves prayers of faith. Yes, he he loves it. It's, tr- it's evident in the scripture. He loves prayers of faith because he, he, he that, that's what pleases him in us. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But, but the opposite of that is true. With faith, you do please God. And God is delighted in you because you exercise your faith. So to, to grow your faith, grow your faith in God. Uh, uh, you're in control. Just remind yourself, you're the one in control of whether you believe or not believe. Whether you go on the side of belief or unbelief. If you let your unbeliefs erase a prayer, that, that's something the enemy stole from you. So choose. I, I'm not going to fall on the side of unbelief. I'm going to side on the, on the, on the side of faith, on the side of belief. I'm going to believe God. Even when the circumstances look dire, even when it looks impossible 
Pray as God anoints you and enables you to pray, pray, pray in faith and get used to praying for bigger mountains than you can move because, hey, like David said, it's not my battle, it's the battle, the battle's the Lord's. There's never a battle that's too big for God. Uh, and the last one, uh, uh, to, to increase your spiritual muscle to pray, expect God to use you. Expect that. Why wouldn't God use you if you're available? God, God is looking for people to use. He's going to use everything. Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. That, that, he loves, he loves to, to let us be used mightily of Him. So, uh, and, and, the, uh, and the thing He loves the most is, is when we show concern for a, for a an unsaved person, whether it's we're uh, praying for them. There are unsaved people. I would dare say there are unsaved people that you know that nobody prays for. They don't have a praying mom. They don't have a praying grandma. They don't have an aunt and uncle that pray for them. Uh, Now that when I was a kid, I don't think I would have said that that was true. But in that in, in these many years, we've had a lot of families that were raised as pagans. I, 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 I believe that, that God wants us to, uh, to definitely uh, use the energy we have to have faith and, and expect God to use us in bringing people out of, uh, out of being lost and into, out of darkness, into light. You know, bringing people into a relationship with God. Expect God to use you for that. Pray in faith that He will use you for that. You, you, let that be your, your Goliath. That, that, that I, I, I want to kill uh, that sends stronghold on people's lives. I, I want to I free people. I want to set them free with the gospel. I want to I pray them into salvation. I want to talk them into salvation. I want to share with them the love of God so that they want to be saved. And, and, and I believe God would have us to, to, to uh, know that he, when you do that, you are, you're, you're in his harvest. You're one of the harvesters. And he, he even said, not only does he love them and bless them, but he will, he will pay them. That's the Lord's going to give you reward. The Lord's going to bless you for being a soul winner, for being passionate about winning souls. Give, give yourself to that. And don't, don't worry that, that you're shy. Don't worry that you don't know how. Just know that this is how much God wants it. And God, I'll, I will make myself available for you to use me. It's your power. It's your wisdom. It's your strength. Who knows? He may, he may start doing miracles that, through you that you don't even know he's doing. But just make yourself available. And be delighted for him to use you. Delighted for him to use you. I believe that all three of those things were present in Jesus when they, his disciples saw him pray. I believe that they saw his relationship with God. I believe they saw his un, unwavering faith. They never saw anything but faith in Jesus because for Jesus it was more than faith. He knew it. Everything that, he, everything that we believe by faith, he knew it because of reality. He's the only one that was ever, ever existed before he came into a body like this. But, and so he, he knew from being the endless ages of eternity with God. So he, had, he, he exemplified faith to what faith would be. Uh, and, and he also wanted God to use him. So if you, if we let, let's put those three things to work and see how it doesn't muscle up our prayer life. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Let's stand, let's stand and be dismissed. You've got a great time coming, fellowshipping back there, showing this lovely couple. Yeah. Courtney, you and Jonathan, thank you.
for every children's church, every child you touched, every, every nursery coordinating you did, and how many times you were in there yourself. Jonathan, I, I don't know if you're in the room, but thanks, thanks to Jonathan for every Sunday school class he taught, every help he offered you out there, and every worship team you sang on. Yeah. I've just begun to name some of the things. This church loves you, and we just baptize you with our love today. Yeah. This, this fellowship tonight, thank you so much for being a volunteer, a hardworking volunteer. And uh, you know what? We, it, it may be a while before we get to work side by side here, but we got eternity. Yeah. We're going to work side by side. Yeah. Wonderful people like you and Jonathan and, and your beautiful son and daughter. Yeah. Lord, tonight we've just heard about prayer. And I ask you, God, to, like, like the disciples asked you, teach us to pray. Yes. Move us up a level, Lord. Yes. Move us, just keep moving us up a level. Yes. Keep moving us up in our relationship with God yes. and our trust in that relationship. And, our, and Lord, keep, keep moving us up in faith and keep moving us up, Lord, in our expectation for you to use us. God, may prayer and, and, and receiving the promises and, and your word into our life that shapes our life, may these two just keep us moving forward for, for your glory and for your pleasure, Lord, and accomplishing every bit of your purpose for our lives. Bring us to spiritual maturity and make us unafraid to be put in a position where spiritual maturity is demanded. May we, may we go there, Lord, that, that even though we don't feel adequate for the job, knowing it's your hand that's upon us, Lord. It's your power that's working through us. And God, may our prayers reflect that. May our prayers reflect the kind of maturity you've developed in our hearts and developed in our lives as disciples. In Jesus' amazing name we pray. Everybody said amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you.